Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. morning I want to start a series on Father Knows Best. All of you that go back in that era, do you remember that show? I didn't think there'd be many hands. Oh, there's a few hands. Okay, Father Knows Best. I don't remember a lot about that particular show, but I do remember the title. And I think both biblically and also as a nation, we don't embrace that anymore. In fact, sometimes in the body of Christ, we're not sure if our Father really knows best. Oh, if we're talking to somebody one-on-one or in a small group, we're going to give all the proper answers. For those of you that are in the educational system, you know that they do a real good job when they're in the classroom and it's kind of like an open forum. But when it's one-on-one and it's their time with that test, all of a sudden those answers aren't where they thought they were. So a lot of times we can give those right answers, but we don't always really believe that. For example, this morning in our prayer time, Robin had received a text that her grandmother is real close uh, to going home to be with the Lord. Well, we've really been praying that in his time and his plan that she really will go on to be with the Lord. She's had a full life, 95 years of age. She's served God. She's been faithful in the local church. She's been a woman of prayer. And uh, it's time for her to be able to go. But there are those who probably are going, you know, can you stay a little bit longer? Sometimes when we are facing perilous events or pain in our lives, there are times when we go, do you really understand? But if we remember what we just saw on the screen, that ultimately God accepted all the pain that his son went through so that you and I might know Father knows best. So this morning we're going to have some fun. Are you ready for that? I think it's dangerous to be in a church where there's no fun. There's no celebration. So what I want you to do this morning before we get into the text, and this is a series, just like Wednesday nights, I am developing a message with the help of the Holy Spirit on the kingdom. Not about the church, but His kingdom, which is eternal. We who are bought by the blood, who have received Christ as Savior and Lord, we know that the kingdom is ours. And remember this, the Father's great pleasure is to give you the kingdom. So it's there. You know, it's a dangerous thing to go to a restaurant and have it all paid for and you don't pick anything up. Everything that you need in this life has already been paid for. What you got to do is go to the table. And you've got to pick up what you need. You've got to have that type of a relationship where you know Father knows best. So here's what I need for you to do this morning. And I'm going to pray over you before you do it so no one sits still. (laughs) And if you can't fit this one in the scope of your thinking, then share in regards to a father figure that touched your life. Here's what I'm going to have you do in a moment. We're going to stand and we're going to share across the room this morning a reflection of of when you know your earthly daddy came through for you. When your earthly father did something. I See, right now, you're, man, you don't even know. Listen, you have no idea how he was. No, what I want you to do is drop all of that, and I want you to think about a moment 
and I want you to share it with someone. Now, watch. You've got to only do it within 30 seconds because they want to share it too. The longer you stay, the longer we... Let's pray. (laughs) They didn't get that one, Father. Good morning. Father, what an honor to come before you through your son, Jesus Christ. He has made access for us to come into the Holy of Holies. Let this be such an eye-opening moment today that when we walk out, we really will be able to say in our hearts, Father knows best. In Jesus' name, amen. So now we're standing. You're going to find a partner. You're going to share 30 seconds, and then you're going to let them share 30 seconds. So don't take them all the way through the valley and all the way up the mountain. Just give them a snapshot of when your Father came through for you. Ready? Everyone stand together. No, this is not an altar call, nor is it the benediction. You all got to go to work. Ready? Go find somebody. It's either about your father or it's about a father figure in your life. Ready? Go to work. And you can share across. You can walk. You can share among family. Awesome. 30 seconds one way, 30 seconds another. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Really cool. Oh, it's really cool. Okay, now flip that, if you will, please. You're taking a moment to share a father figure or a father moment blessed your life. While you're doing that, perhaps you may have forgotten, the Bible says, honor your parents. Honor your parents. Awesome. Awesome. And if you'd like to take that last moment and then bless that experience, or bless your father if he's still here, or honor him by blessing him in heaven. Okay? Excellent. All right. We're coming back together, so we're all out of here before 6 o'clock tonight. There's an awesome football game coming up. Many years ago, a man uh, asked his father, how will I ever find the right woman? And the father's reply was, forget finding the right woman, focus on being the right man. I knew there would be at least one amen. I knew that was going to come forth. So um, let's just have a few more light moments here. Uh, Looking forward to this coming weekend is going to be a great time. Uh, Part of me would almost like to be able to drive up early, early Saturday or late Friday night so I don't miss Joshua's baseball game. Uh, how many know that if you're really married, sacrifice is part of the covenant? Now, if you'll think about Jesus and you'll think about his father, covenant calls for sacrifice. So then I had to think again. I thought, hmm, do I want to stay and watch the baseball game or do I want to play hooky and not go to the event Friday night and enjoy the hotel. I think I'll go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. 
So if I don't show up Friday night at the free, at the one marriage conference, that's because we're still at the hotel checking out our room. Oh, I know, I know, you've got images, I know, you've got labels, I understand. But listen to me, all you who are married, you better keep it fresh, and you better keep it hot, and you better keep it real. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. So if I'm not there Friday night uh, at the service, it's just as good where I'll be. Understood? And I know what you're saying. I can't believe he's saying this on Sunday morning. Come on, church. Really? I'm developing a message which will probably come in the fall. The Holy Spirit gave this to me about two weeks ago. And in the middle of the day, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, tell my people to take their garments off. He is not talking about your clothes, but all of the stuff we put on so that people don't really get to know who we are. That'll be coming sometime in the fall. Take your garments off. And the church is guilty of that. In fact, the old covenant was filled with that, filtered with that. And maybe some of you noticed that I was taking notes this morning while the worship was going on. I want to encourage you that in worship, it's a great time to take notes with the Spirit of the Lord is dropping down in your heart. So I'm going to give to you now the things that God was saying to my heart while the worship was unfolding this morning. Are you listening? In the old covenant, many were bound by the law and didn't know that there was a father who knew what was best. So here's some thoughts this morning as we dive into message number one on Father Knows Best. Number one, many things were veiled in the old covenant that man could not see the Father. Now you remember, it was veiled, but when you get to the new covenant and the cross, you know that everything was opened up. Number two, Many traditions in the New Testament veiled the Father until the blood was poured out. You will never, listen closely, church. You can like this or you can leave this, but you can't change this. You will never see the Father's love without looking at the blood. Come on, church. This is a house that can be open and go amen and a shout or a pump in the air because listen one more time, you will never experience the love of God, the Father's love for you without seeing the blood. Because in the old covenant, this is what they were told. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And if there was no blood on the doorpost, then the death angel visited that house and the eldest son was taken out. If you're going to get to know the Father, you've got to know that He made it possible for you to see the Father because of the blood of His Son. And so that swept me up this morning and carried me to a different location. Here, but location in the kingdom as I begin to recognize it's all because of the blood that I'm here. Not because of the favor of people, not because of the favor of a denomination or superintendents or all of those district leaders. I'm not talking about education. I'm talking about church foundational things. Without the blood, we wouldn't be in here today. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that gives us passageway so that we could hear that song that was sung before the message and embrace it and to be able to say, I'm standing in purity. Though I feel ragged, 
And though I feel rugged, there's still a level inside. I know that God sees me as being pure because of the blood. Whew. I like that kind of encouragement. Come on. Listen closely. The resurrection of Christ opened heaven for all to view the Father. Because of what Jesus did, and no other world leader has ever done what Jesus did. So why would you want to follow anyone else but Jesus? You would want to follow the one who followed the Father. I said that Wednesday night, and there were some looks like, he just said Jesus was a follower. Straight up. Or I could put it this way, darn straight. Jesus on earth followed the Father's requests. Everything that the Father said, Jesus said. Whatever the Father was doing, Jesus was doing. And then he left us an example that we would do as he did. That's going to be rolling out in messages to come. So what about the Father this morning? Here's what I know about the Father before we roll into the message. God's faithfulness to you is yours today. Number two, these were all things that came in the, me- in, in the worship this morning. God's forgiveness is yours every day, regardless of what you've done. And listen, people may not always forgive you. Churches may not always forgive you. Pastors may absolutely walk away from you, but that's not the Father's heart. And see, what's so heavy about this message for me is when I give these things, God expects for me to live this. Model the message. Model the message, not only for my life, but also for your life. That means we've got to be willing to forgive everyone of everything. I saw an individual going through McDonald's yesterday, and part of me wanted to roll down my window and make a few comments, and not about sports. But I just kept my hand off because you know the things I want to do, I don't do, and the things that I shouldn't do, I do. So I just kept my hand right like, nope, don't touch that. Because you can't trust your flesh. You can't trust your flesh. Just about the moment you think you've got it under control, man, it'll burp on you so fast. Or it could, can I be real? It could be gas, I don't know. I'm just saying, church, this morning, we have got to know that our Father knows best because He is faithful. He will always be faithful. It's His character. And He's always going to forgive us. In fact, you're already forgiven. So embrace that. Embrace that. In a few moments, you're going to have to walk again, and you've got to speak to somebody else. Oh, man, I just wanted to come and sit down. There's been too many of us that have been seated too long in the kingdom. God wants us up, and he wants us going. Listen, in Matthew 28, it says this, Go into all the world and preach and teach the gospel. What's the gospel? Here it is. Are you ready? Jesus could come and go through what he went through because he knew Father knew best. And that Father would have his best interest at heart. That's why he only wailed one time at the cross about his relationship with the Father because he couldn't stand being separated from the one that loved him best. I can't even imagine the brokenness that Jesus must have felt because he always had open communication with the Father, but all of a sudden, everything shut down temporarily while he took all of our sins. Can anybody say thank you? That's incredible that the most important relationship that Jesus cherished was shut down temporarily so that he could carry all of my stuff. And you don't even want to know about my stuff. 
And I really don't want to know about your stuff. But there's one who wants to know all of our stuff. If we'll bring it to the foot of the cross and leave it there, we can go free. In fact, you may not even know it because of the messages that were just preached over the last two Sundays. You're free even if you don't know it. I just took you into the deep end of the pool. I love to go swimming when, when you have the real swimming pools, you know, and you pay 50 cents or a dollar, whatever that was back in the day, and they have the shallow end, they got the baby in, and then you can get a little bit closer where there's a big rope, and then you get into the deep end. You just went into the deep end. You're really free. You just don't know you're free. And the object of this world system is to teach you that you're not, but you really are. You're really free. Because the Bible says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Well, either He has set you free or He hasn't. And if you've been to the foot of the cross, you are free. Now think, speak, and operate in that freedom. Think, speak, and act. That's all you got to do. So I'm going to give you a little nugget. Y'all ready? Because in a moment you're going to get up and you're going to go talk to someone about how you have experienced God's goodness, God's faithfulness, God's forgiveness. Hold on, not yet. And God's flexibility. See, if you have grown up in the church, there's times we heard things like God has no flexibility. And they would just come at us like, like, man, whoa, dude. Back down just a little bit. God has flexibility. You don't, you don't believe that? I, I wish I had the time to take you into the Old Testament. And when a man stood before God and said, what if I can five 50? What if I can five 20? What if I can find 10? What if I find two? God was willing. God is willing to work with you. We're the ones that are stubborn, not God. Ooh, that's good teaching this morning. God will work with you. I tell students all the time at the academy, listen, it's not the teacher, it's you. Have you looked in the mirror lately? These teachers and lab managers across our entire district, we're here for you. We're not trying to hinder you, we're trying to help you. Get over your... I'm talking to the kids right now, okay? Not here, I'm just giving you an example. I tell them, of course you can apply it, just get over yourself, Just get over yourself. You really are free right now. Why should you and I wait till we get home to be with the Lord to go, whoa, I'm free at last. Thank God Almighty. No, you're free now. Come on, church. Uh, I've been looking and studying things by Dr. Martin Luther King, and I'm just honored to be able to study his work and material. But I bet if he could have just come back for a moment, he would have said to all of us in that era and to all generations that have come since then, we really are free. Conduct yourself as a free person. Oh, by the way, nugget, because we want to have fun this weekend, right, couples? And the rest of you that are not couples yet, close your ears, teenagers, just act like you didn't hear this. If you want intimacy in your marriage, think about your spouse. Talk about your spouse to them. And you don't even have to worry about the door being open because you may not make it there. Okay, I'm sorry. See, I just told you, get your garments off. I ain't talking about your clothes. Get that garment off. Get that religious texture off. Break it down. Be real. 
Those who were caught in the night hour felt very comfortable of coming to Christ. Those who brought them there didn't feel so comfortable because they dropped their rocks and split. I'll never forget when Mike Warnke said that down in Orlando. Everybody started busting out. People who are broken, people who know that they are lost and need to be redeemed, they feel very comfortable in the presence of Jesus Christ because Jesus was a reflection of the Father. Question, are we? In my home, with my children, with grandchildren, with my wife, am I doing my very best to be better today than I was yesterday? Students that are here today, first semester's all over. Your heavenly Father wants you to do better tomorrow than you did on Friday. But see, there's a norm across our campuses in this district. If you're going to be in and chill with all those that are in, you've got to kind of like be where they are. But if they're not where you need to be, you've got to go ahead and step it up and play at a higher level. Come on now. Come on now. So once again, the little nugget. And it doesn't apply just to intimacy and a relationship and in marriage. So wherever you are in your marriage right now, you can actually turn it around. But I'm not going to turn around until she turns around. Well, hold on. God said that he's freed you and you are free in Christ Jesus. What else does he need to do? It's time for us to play, not for God to play. The half, we used to sing this, the half has not yet been told. So all that I need to do is start thinking about my wife when I saw her walk in this morning in the prayer. I said, man, I got to stop praying right here. Woo, this looks good. Oh, that's Robin. What's up, girl? And then she handed me a phone. And, mm, I start thinking about her. I can start talking to her. And it won't. Okay, Dennis, we got it. We got that. Really, do you have it? Then get to work on your marriage. If you're tired of me saying it, then start working and you're going to see change not only in your marriage, but you're going to also see change in your relationship and pretty soon you're going to start saying, man, Father knows best. Father knows best. But see, you don't want to go there with me this morning. The world is teaching how to bash men. How how to teach men that really the church isn't for you and the kingdom really isn't for you and what you really need to do is to be hard and tough and calloused and be a thug and be a punk and be a street runner. and I broke that down because not all of us are out there anymore on the street. But that's where the kids are. And young men think that's what it means to be a man and drop the pants down low and make sure your zipper's ready to go. And you got something in your wallet? The other day we were doing a check. We do checks every week. I don't know when these kids are going to figure this out. Some days we do it with the dog and some days the police dog and some days we don't do it with the police dog. And one day we opened up a billfold and and pulled. I said, what in the world? I said, who are you trying to hit? I said, I'm going to let her know this thing doesn't work. Some of you are not even sure what I was just talking about, but these books are still available. If any of you need a copy of this from Dr. Thomas's Wednesday night. Because kids don't know. They've been told, listen, as long as you've got a jacket on in the rain, you should be good to go. I mean, have at it. Because that's what it means to be a man. Really? I always tell young men, think with your big head, not your little head. Ooh, some of you are starting to go, I think I need to put my other layer on. Get my other garment on. This guy's ridiculous. Really? Have you seen the world in which we're living in today? They need the church. They need the kingdom. Not yelling at them, not preaching at them, but going and laying down our lives like Jesus did. Why? Because Father knows best. 
Are you ready? We're only in the introduction of the message. Aren't you thrilled today? But it's not going to be as long as the Super Bowl. And there's no interruptions because there's no commercials. So I need for you to stand. We're going to have some background music. I want you to go find someone different and share when you have found that God knew best in your life. Brother, ready to go? We're up. We're moving. Let's go. Father, we praise you. And God, we thank you. Find someone to talk to about when you experienced the best of the Father. When you knew the Father had your best. Father, we thank you. Awesome. You're sharing with someone else about God being the best to you in a moment in your life. When you experience the Father's best. quick scriptures and then we're going to close with the first session done on Father Knows Best. A hero of the faith, Diedrich Bonhoeffer, who laid down his life during the era of Adolf Hitler, wrote a book entitled The Cost of Discipleship. Oh yes, go ahead and connect this because that's very important in education, in business, in homes, in marriage. It costs God to give you his best and it's going to cost you something to be your best for God. And there's too many that are still givers and takers in the kingdom. God, you be on the giving end. You know who I am. I'm on the receiving end. I'm sorry. My real name is taker. But you see, sacrifice is covenant living. Diedrich Bonhoeffer said, the child asks of the father whom he knows, the right way to approach God is to stretch out our hands and ask of one we know has the heart of a father. God's heart is turned towards you this morning. 
I want you to walk out of there, out of this house this morning with that concept. Father's heart is turned towards me right now. With whatever's going on in my world, I know that Father's heart is turned towards me. Four scriptures as we will close then this morning. And this has all been about Father knows best. And I really want to encourage men to be men in their homes. Not dictators, but leaders who lead sacrificially. We need men who will model what Jesus modeled. Listen to what God's word has to say. In 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. We were outside, God brought us inside. God was about the Jewish nation first. But then he reached out, thanks to a man called Saul, who was then given the name Paul, because he was changed on the inside. He went after the Gentiles. Now God has lavished on us what he gave to the Jews. I want you to know that he is your ultimate lover. Mm -hmm. Oh, that, that sounded a little bit too much for me. God lavished on all of us his love. That means God is the ultimate lover. The world doesn't love you. It's going to use you and abuse you and take from you and never give back to you what you started with. Come on, church. But God wants to lavish on you his love. Don't resist it. Receive it. Let God lavish you with his love. Let me just kind of sidebar that for a moment. See, I knew he was just going to use four scriptures, but that means 40 minutes. No. No, we're real close. When God begins to lavish on you, he begins to give you all the operations of the kingdom on earth just as his son had. That means if you'll look at the life of Jesus, you can flow in the gifts that Jesus flowed in. Hold on. I, I, I know you're thinking. Jesus said, greater work shall you do because I go to my father. I'm returning to the one that sent me, but I'm going to make sure you have everything you need to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to make sure you have everything you need so that every day is a victorious day, even though it looks like it's a, a, a day of defeat. The circumstances may be against you, but know this, I am for you. Until you know that God is for you, you will not embrace his love. Number two, Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. If you then, though you are evil, this is Jesus speaking. Let me pause. So he really knew his father. And what he's saying right here is two things. Number one, there's no evil in my father, but there is in you. That's what he was saying. Get offended with him, but then, then there goes another garment. Then there goes another garment. He was showing them, as he's showing to us now, with the help of the Holy Spirit, there's no evil in my Father. Abba Father, the one I know who sent me, I know there's no evil in him. Even if I'm headed down the Via Della Rosa and I'm going to Golgotha, I know that there's no evil in my Father's heart. But in you, there's evil. Ooh. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? 
God's leaning over the balcony of heaven, so to speak, just because I need some words to get this out there. And he's wondering, is there anybody down there who would like to ask for something? I'm good, and I'll give you my goodness. All you got to do is ask. So I want you to take just a moment. You're not moving this time. And I want you to ask something from the Father. Ready? Go. Give me a little background for just a moment, please. Give me a little background. Give me a little background. Because that helps people to be able to talk out. I want you right now to ask the Father for something that you need this week. I've already asked for Tuesday. I'm asking favor with the Father and leaders who are over me at the district. I've already asked the Father if he'll clear this for me. I want you to take a moment and ask the Father. I sense the Spirit of the Lord here. If you've never done it, try it. I mean, that's what they say on the street. Oh, you've never had... Oh, here, try this. I want you to try what is eternal. I want you to ask him and then make a note and watch how he fulfills the desires of your heart. Uh, That would be Proverbs chapter 3, 5 and 6. Come on, talk to him. And while you're doing that, Father, I'm just asking the evil that you still see at times in my life that is played out in some ridiculous ways, I just ask in Jesus' name that in my heart and the hearts of your people that you will continue to reduce that impact of evil because we want goodness on the inside and we want goodness flowing through us for your honor and glory. Thank you in Jesus' name and we thank you. You've showed us something this morning. There is no evil in the heart of our Father. I thank you. I thank you. I give you praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' name, God's people said, two verses to go, and you can keep that going, or you can turn it down, whatever you want to do there, Joshua. Let me give this to you real quick. God is not looking to get even with you. I hope that's a word for somebody. He gave it to me while I was praying. How does that happen? Because there's a two-way street. Aren't you glad these aren't all one-way streets out here? Prayer is a two-way street. While you're talking, and if you'll be open on the inside, in your heart, in your spirit, in your mind, he'll begin talking to you. And he'll hold that till you finish speaking so that you can have and receive what he gave to you. See, it's amazing how grown up we think we are because we've been in church all our lives. And then all of a sudden you hear stuff like that and you go, I've never heard that. Prayer is a two-way street. While I'm speaking to him, the Holy Spirit, the counselor, the teacher, the comforter, he begins to speak to me. And sometimes I'm so goofy, I'll forget what he says, but he'll hold that thought till I stop talking and then he brings it back to my attention. attention because he's the God of remembrance. He'll help you to remember. But let me give that to you one more time. God's not waiting to get even with you. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. And he made it white as snow. It's a great hymn. Two verses. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 10 says, The Father guarded him as the apple of his eye. I want you to know he's your lover. He's the gift giver. But he's also your guardian. He's your guardian. He's your protector. I was at uh, Lancaster last Saturday morning, not yesterday, and one of the young men said, 
can I tell you how I'm making it through? I said, sure, tell me. He said, every day, my mother called. So, gentlemen, don't get too. Because God has yoked you with, connected you with, a woman that will walk with you through it all. My mother called and said, what I want you to do is read Psalm 91 every day. And he said, you know what, Mr. Weber? Every day, I read Psalm 91. It's all about God guarding and protecting. And in this day in which we're living and all that which is out there, we need God guarding us. We need God's protection over our children. We need God's protection over our schools. Come on, church. We don't need anything infiltrating into Levy County and upsetting. I'm talking from the standpoint of evil. Declare who he is. Father, you know best. And I I declare that you're the guardian of my life. And you're the guardian of my dreams. And you're the guardian of my work. And you're the guardian of the schools. And you're the guardian of the ministries. You're the guardian. Heaven and earth belongs to you. You can't just think it. You have to speak it. That's when you become more godlike. I'm almost finished. It's amazing, may I share this with you? It's amazing how I'll sit down this evening around 6.30 to watch the ball game and I won't be concerned about the time one moment. But it's amazing how we'll get in the house of the Lord and under the anointing and all of a sudden all we can think about is how soon can I get out of here? I told you we were evil. I mean, he said it. I told you that we're all concentrating on ourselves. He said that. I didn't say that. So I want you to see him this morning as your guardian. I want you to see him as your gift giver. And I want you to see him as your lover. And gentlemen, if we'll let him teach us how to be a lover, we'll be even a better lover in our marriage. And I'm not talking about the bedroom or anywhere else. I'm talking about demonstrating love to our wife and to our children. That's what I'm talking about. They need to know us as ultimate lovers who will watch over their lives. Not tell them what to do. Watch and pray. That's another series God's been developing in my life for later. Are you you ready? We're living in an hour, listen close church, where you had better be watching and praying. He's looking to snuff people out all around you. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. There's a scripture that says, Watchmen, what of the night? And I'm asking you this morning, are you aware of the hour in which we're living? Last verse. Psalm 68, verse 5 and 6. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads forth the prisoners with singing. Not only is he your guardian, he's also your defender. His name is Golden. This past Wednesday morning was the day of release. So last Wednesday was my last opportunity to be with Golden, one of the young men who's been incarcerated. And we were talking about what's it going to be like as he gets out. He's been in for a long time. And I said, okay, where are you going? He said, I'm going back to Tampa. I said, tell me about Tampa. He said, well, my home or the streets? I said, your home. He said, you already know about the streets. And he began to talk to me and the Holy Spirit showed up. 
I've shared with you in closing this morning that when the Spirit of the Lord is welcomed and He's invited in, it's a two-way street. While we were talking, the Holy Spirit began to talk and then He just put it over here to the side so I could hold it and remember it. When the young man finished, I got up from where I was seated, went over and got a, a, a chair and came right up and sat right beside him, right here in his face. Aren't you scared? Not hardly. Not when the angels of the Lord are all around my life. Not scared at all. And I leaned right up to him and I said, Golden, I have something for you from the Lord. And he looked right at me, startled. And I said, for the first seven days that you leave, this correction center, do not go out at night by yourself. I said, already the enemy is planting traps in the first seven days. But you'll need to obey the word of the Lord and you stay with your family and do not go out by yourself at night. Listen, for any of us that may be recovering, when you have come through the process of recovery, that doesn't mean you should hit Main Street. That's the time to really make sure all your guards are in place and that the defender of the golden moments of your life has your lenses. What the heck did you just, what'd you say? Because the Bible says that we are to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So I've asked Golden, while he's out now these seven days, I've asked him to fix his eyes, listen, on Jesus. I know, I know what you're thinking. Can't see Jesus. Why do you say that? Because his mother is a devout believer. I want his eyes, this is going somewhere, fixed on the instructions of his mother. His dad's not there, but father knows best, so he's going to use mother, and he's got to focus, Golden has to focus on his mother for seven days and not be out by himself at night. Are you ready? Dads, gentlemen, single men, focus your eyes on Jesus because there are those who are watching you and you do not want to be a stumbling block to anyone. Would you stand with me in prayer? Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.